What a joy. What a privilege to be here. Now there are those who are watching. Now some people be watching from Ghana. I want to say to you. In my language. I'll speak a couple of them. Mene nyungo ajoni. Mwene maunde joni. Ine nyamin shirawon. Mwa matrasi I say in Kamoda Amoshe Eyino. Nyamin shiramo. Mejiri se nyamiwo adi kesi mamu ne. O yesu dinimu. Amen. Today's evening is to deal with miracles. I would like to just start by saying this. Jeremiah chapter 32 verse 27 makes a statement. And this is what it says. Behold, I'm the Lord God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? This is a question the Lord was asking through Jeremiah. He said, behold, I'm the Lord God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? Now, I believe Jeremiah, being a prophet, would not hesitate to say, no, there's nothing too hard for you. And this statement applied to every believer would have the same response. Oh, no, there's nothing too hard for you. I want to submit this thought to you tonight. We have a God that is bigger, stronger, mightier, and can do all things. Nosotros tenemos un Dios que es grande, poderoso, y puede hacer todo cosas. Unfortunately, we struggle from time to time to accept the fact that God is infinite and all that we experience in life cannot take him by surprise and it's not beyond God's ability to arrest the greatest struggles we have and bring it to control or subject it to control. There is nothing too hard for God. And if we have to look at the word too hard for God and want to actually qualify some things that would be difficult for God, then we may find one or two things to attribute. Remember, I've said earlier, there's nothing too hard for God. He said, behold, I'm the Lord God. Jeremiah 20, 32, 27. I'm the Lord God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? And in the question that was asked, it ought to deal with what man is struggling with versus what God can do. But if you have to look at things, if you have to look at things, there are some things. No, no, it's okay. It's okay. There are some things that you and I can say God cannot do. Number one, God cannot lie. Number two, God cannot fail. 
Number three, God will not deny himself of glory and honor. God will not lie. God will not fail. And God will not deny himself of glory. There is no problem God cannot solve. There is no sin that God cannot forgive. There is no sickness, disease, or demonic oppression that God cannot relieve his people of. So when the question is asked through Jeremiah, Behold, I'm the Lord God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? Concerning what you are struggling with, the answer is, of course not. And because God cannot lie, whatever he says would happen. Whatever he does, it is perfect. And whatever timing God chooses to do it in is the right timing. Because God controls time and space. And beyond everything else, he is God. And is absolutely in control. So when we talk about miracles, I want you to pay very close attention. It has a deeper meaning and it has so much for us to consider What is a miracle? We serve a God of wonders. And whenever you hear the word wonders, something that will make you wonder. In other words, something that will play on your mind, which will make it difficult for you to find answers for. This is the kind of thing that God does because God is outside time or space. He is God. And beside him there is none other. He is supreme. And what he does. Which the human mind. Which is limited. Finite. Can comprehend. Is this God. Is awesome. This God is powerful. And this God can do anything he chooses to do without asking anyone permission. And what has never been done before is exactly within his alley or in his space. He does it without asking anyone permission. The amazing thing about God and creation is that he does it, he did it without consulting with anyone or asking if he was on the right track or if he had to retract what he has done. He created everyone in his likeness, in his image. He chose the nation. He chose the parent. He chose the day, the week, the month that you and I ought to be born and even determine what language we should speak. This is God. It's a phenomenon that the mind cannot comprehend or understand. In fact, if you were to have a choice as to who you want to be a parent or father, mother, brother, or sister, or what language to speak, I believe you have and I may have our, our own fantasies. But because God does things perfectly and he does what suits him 
and what gives him the absolute honor and glory he deserves, he makes sure that you and I will keep seeking to know his ways because his ways are higher than that of man. So the things that God does, which we can understand, we cannot phantom, these are the things we call wonder, a sign, a miracle. It's a phenomenon that you cannot have words to describe. And that's what God does consistently. Miracle is a surprise, welcome. It's a surprise and welcome event that is not explicable by the natural or scientific mind or laws. And is therefore considered to be the work of a divine agency. That's what God does. That's what God does. So when somebody tells you that I am believing God for a miracle, what the person is trying to say to you is this. I am ready to welcome a surprise which cannot be explained by natural or scientific laws. And this thing that I'm expecting to happen in my life, which I will consider it as a divine agency action, I will contribute it to a force that I cannot control. That's a miracle. It's a miracle. A miracle can also be described as an extraordinary event in one's life, which is manifested by supernatural intervention. Case in point, if people are to tell you their personal experiences, oh, I was driving, and all of a sudden, I fell asleep behind the steering wheel, and you know what? I just, 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 just like this, snap of a finger, I could just, oh man, I could have been dead. But to tell you what happened, it was a miracle. Out of nowhere, something happened, and I can't, I can't, I, my, I can hardly breathe. But you know what? It's amazing. I can't explain it. It's a miracle. Oh, I had this condition, and by medical science or natural laws, this thing would end up in death. Let me bring you to the scientific explanation. When somebody contracts cancer or someone is attacked or have this cancer, this deadly thing we call cancer. In fact, when the cancer goes beyond first, second, and third and gets to the fourth stage, usually by medical science, this thing has actually gone beyond. So they will give you 50-50 chance or 10-90. Or they will tell you, keep preparing because anytime anything can happen, what can keep you alive would be a miracle. A supernatural intervention or something that would happen that medical science can't give answer to is what we are believing God for, for our family. Human words can explain miracles. It occurs when everyone has given up. It occurs when hope is lost. In fact, it occurs at times when you least expect it. When miracles take place 
in one's life, it makes you wonder an attribute that there's a power behind the obvious. There must be a God, or there is a God, or a phenomena that cannot be explained that changed my life and made things better. We all need miracles, by the way. It is something that strengthens not only our faith, but it makes us appreciate God even more. Let me put it in practical terms. You see, when you live in countries where you have so many advantages and you have benefits, many times your dependence on God is a little bit limited. And I will speak so or say so concerning those of us here that have all the amazing props and all the incredible uh, provisions. But when you live in a country where you have to believe God for a meal, you have to really believe God for the water you drink. I mean, you know that it's nothing but a miracle. Let me put it, bring it home practically. You know, in Africa, when AIDS came about, everybody concluded that Africans would be dead within five years. They survived and had more babies to add to their numbers. In fact, recently when COVID hit, and to this very day, to this very point, there are so many places in Africa that didn't have the cocktail that we so enjoy. And people are surviving, no mask, go to church, and have no fear of death. But it looks like those places that you expect them to be without, you say, man, what, what, what's the secret? Is God and miracles. You go to places where people would have contaminated water. And that is the only means of survival. And they will take water and bless it. And germs will die. You know that there is a God. You go to places. Where people will come. And they will hear the name of Jesus. And they will not fight the name. Or fight the message. Or the messenger. And would with simplistic approach. Request prayer to be offered. And you will see people born with deformation. Born without human parts. Born with conditions that you and I, by all scientific methods, would conclude that there is no way out. And a simple prayer will be offered. And you will see a life transform before your own eyes. You know then that this is a miracle and it is only done by God. Why am I speaking so confidently? Because miracle is an everyday occurrence 
to those who have concluded that what the natural cannot do, there is a God who can do. And this is what I've seen all my life. So miracles yesterday, miracles today, and miracles tomorrow. Because the Jesus I'm calling upon and the Jesus who've come to accept here is the same Jesus who performed miracles then. And that is what the Bible says. How God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good. Healing all that were oppressed of the devil. He's the same yesterday, the same today, and the same tomorrow. Listen, if you know that Jesus is real, then you embrace miracle on every term. And I want to put this question to you. I am talking about a God who is a God of all flesh. And there's nothing too hard for him. And one of the things he dishes to his children is miracles. Will you believe? For miracle yourself. If what you need in your life cannot be prescribed or be attended to by the natural laws that you know. And if that is your concern and that's something you believe God for, then I'm here to pray for you. For you to get your miracle. Just simple. The first miracle that changed my life as a teenager was when I prayed for a girl that was dead for three days. Stinking baby dead for three days, and God brought a dead baby to life. That is how my ministry began. I realized that my God, this thing is so real. I am convinced, totally convinced. I am just convinced. Should Jesus walk through here right now to say to me, Hey, boy, calm down. These things don't happen again. It's too late because it works. That's how much I know this thing works. Miracles have not ceased. The reason why we don't experience it on a regular basis is because our faith has been contaminated. And our reliance on the supernatural power of God has been affected. Because we have so many gadgets around us. And our reliance on the things around us is greater than our dependence on the miracle power of God. But if you and I can believe God, all things shall be possible. What is impossible with man is possible with God. When you and I Question if the word of God is true, we have just chipped away our faith. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. People came to Jesus Christ, and some he asked the question, Do you believe I can do what you're asking for? And they say, Yes. Then just speak to them by word. Just go your way. Be done unto you. And the faith in that word will manifest their miracle. You need a miracle. I need a miracle. We all need miracles. Because we serve a miracle working God. That's why we need a miracle. We need love. God is love. And he manifests his love by sending Jesus away. Just that simple. 
God has not changed. He's still God. His works still stands. And he wants us to experience miracle on continuous basis or consistently. Let's look at Acts chapter 5 quickly. There's a scripture I'd like us to look at. Acts chapter 5. Acts chapter 5. I want to read verse 12, 13, 14, 15, and 16. Listen to what it says. And through the hands of the apostles, many signs and wonders were done among the people. And through the hands of the apostles. Who were the apostles? The apostles were the people that Jesus called. And those who joined the fold later. That believed in the simplistic message that Jesus was the son of God. Those who believed that Jesus was the anointed one. And those who saw the miracles that he performed. The words he spoke that transformed lives. The dead he raised. And those lepers he cleansed. And all those who were outcasts. That could find the peace and the love of God. And have entrance into the kingdom. They saw all of these things. And these are the disciples who became apostles, who by, not by coincidence, but by relationship with the Lord Jesus, saw miracles and saw the Lord's promise of death and resurrection occur before their own eyes. With a promise that they can wait and that he's going to come and empower them for greater works. They saw the miracles, they saw all these promises, and they saw that indeed this Jesus that they were following, unlike any man that ever lived, or any man that will ever live, is truly the son of the living God. A man who proved himself so many times, and he said, listen, I'm the same one who walked with you, I'm the same one who was crucified, and I'm the same one who resurrected. But I am actually going to empower you to go in my stand and do the works just as I'll do it. And as my father was with me, I'm going to be with you. There's no difference. If they've seen you, if they see you, they'll see me. Just as they saw me and they saw the father. You just go out there. You are empowered to do this. And all that you say is backed up. All that you do is affirmed. Don't be afraid. Go boldly. The spirit that I've invested in you will not reduce you to shame. Neither will it betray you. But actually this spirit which I've invested in you is the same spirit the father invested in me. So now you, myself, and the father, we are connected. We are one. When you speak in my name, God will honor it. When you, go, you call God's name and you apply my name, you see doors open. Miracles will happen. Go and do the job. And they believed it. They went out and signs and wonders followed them. So as the scripture says in Acts chapter 5, 
Very simple. And through the hands of the apostles, many signs, many signs and wonders were done among the people. And they were all with one accord in Solomon's porch. Yet none of the rest dared join them. But the people esteemed them highly. You see, when miracles begin to happen, people will join the body of Christ. And they will not just take cheap shots at the people of God, but will be careful what they say. The Bible went on to say further, verse 14, And believers were increasingly added to the Lord. Miracles, signs, and wonders adds many people to the church. I question the congregation I serve in North Carolina. And I questioned myself and question all believers. I said, it's amazing that Christian leaders during this pandemic had reduced ourselves and all of our congregations to the sciences and to fear. To the point where we have actually betrayed ourselves and made the world know that prayer, that we say prayer, it doesn't work. Because if prayer really works as we believe it does, how come that we believe what the secular tells us more than what divine law tells us? And to an extent, the church became so weak that no Christian leaders, and that's what happens when there's division among the body of Christ, when we've lost our direction and we get hooked and trapped by our politics. Politics. And we are polarized people, then our words are divided, our effect is minimized, our results are less visible. So the preachers and the Christians, we are scared of COVID. If we are scared of COVID, then how come that we say we have authority over the devil? Is COVID bigger than devil or the devil is bigger than COVID? The devil is bigger than COVID, definitely. But if we are scared of junior devil, then what authority do we have to face the big devil? When the Bible says, behold, I give you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the works of the enemy. And no one will conclude that COVID is a gift from God. It's a work of the enemy. And if he says we have got authority over that, why can't we convince ourselves that these miracles work? Well, we've cowered. Coward. 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 It's a question I ask myself. Man, so you listen to what everybody says. Have you asked God what he's saying? Do you realize the power that the church when when the church stands and tell the doctors that, hey, we know COVID is destroying our countries, but we are a church that believe in the power of God. And if medical science fails, why don't you try us? Because the God that we have is powerful and we have authority. And whatsoever, whatsoever, listen, whatsoever we bind on earth, is bound in heaven. And whatsoever, whatsoever 
inclusive whatsoever. Cualquiera cosa. No importa. Nosotros tenemos poder. Porque nosotros sabemos un Dios que es muy poderoso. Pero ¿por qué nosotros hablar? Como Dios es muerto. Why do we talk like God is dead? If the church cannot introduce miracle to the world, people will not know that the God we serve is a miraculous God. The believers were increasing and there was addition. Multitudes of both men and women were added to the church. And listen to what it says in verse 15. So that they brought the sick out into the streets. Wouldn't it be awesome? They brought the sick into the streets. And laid them on beds. And couches. That at least, mm, 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 mm. at least, man, I'm speaking with confidence here. At least, it is say at most, at least. That is at least, at least, the shadow of a man who denied Jesus. The shadow, the shadow. Reflection, just a reflection. Shadow is a reflection. The shadow of Peter will just fall on those who are sick. And just a shadow without hands laid on them will bring them back to life. The question is, is it the same Jesus that Peter served that we're serving? Is it the same God we are following? And if God has not changed, Jesus' power has not been reduced. And the word says he's the same yesterday and today and forever. That means he's the same in the past, he's the same in the present, and he's the same in the future. If this lines up and it is true, and it literally agrees with our theology and with our beliefs, then miracles shouldn't be so much of a big deal because miracles don't frighten God. It is the normal way of his actions. It's a miracle to us because it is not the way we see things happen. So when you experience miracle, it's just like saying God has been allowed to invade our space and make our problems disappear. This is what we need. What will make us different from the world? You see, we are so much, and I'm telling you, if, if, if the kind of holiness we promote in church, that's the miracles we need, then every person out there will get saved. There are so many good people out there, but they don't even believe in the power of God. I want to challenge you and challenge me. And challenge us to go back to the word.
If God be God, let's serve him. This is the kind of God Elijah talked about. You call on yours and I'll call on mine. The one who answers by fire, let him be the one who follow. That's simple. The shadow of Peter just to fall on the sick and also a multitude gathered from the surrounding cities to Jerusalem bringing sick people and those who were tormented by unclean spirit and they were all healed. That's what I'm talking about. One miracle worth 10,000 messages. One miracle. One miracle. One miracle. When you experience a miracle, it brings such a love for God and respect for his word. Miracle helps your testimony of your faith. The reason why we don't see overcoming the enemy by our testimony is because most of us don't even believe in miracles anymore. Miracles still happen. And God wants us to walk in miracles. Let me read one or two things before I start praying. First Peter chapter 2 verse 24. First Peter chapter 2 verse 24. Look at this. First Peter 2 24. Talk about, talk about Jesus. First Peter 2 24. Who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree. Now every Christian believed that Jesus Christ bore our sins. Every believer. Every believer accepts that the work that Jesus performed 2,000 years ago is still active today. So if you can accept that Jesus' death worked then, then why do we deny his works alongside the death? How can you accept salvation for your sins? 2,000 years, the blood is able to cleanse it. But yet we don't believe that the power of the blood is still powerful to work today. Something doesn't connect. How can you only believe for forgiveness of sins, but don't believe for miracles, signs, and wonders? Peter, in heaven, will receive a reward just like you and I, because he's also saved. He got saved like every one of us. And if Peter can do the works he did, then why will God limit these works in our own lives? Because we overcome the enemy By the blood of the lamb. And by our word of testimony. What is your testimony? What is your testimony? What can you tell the world that is different about you? That will make them accept Jesus without beating them down with the Bible. The shadows that healed the people didn't request whether they were saved or not. As long as the Peter's shadow touched the people, they were healed. Miracles does not discriminate. Miracles don't come only for those who are saved. It comes for 
everyone or anyone who believes. If you can believe, all things are possible to him that believes. When the Bible says all things are possible, please get it right. It doesn't mean that miracles only happen to Christians. It happens to everybody. So whosoever, anybody. You don't have to go to church to experience miracles. It can happen to anybody. Anybody. Jesus bore our sins in his own body on the tree that we having died to sin might live for righteousness. And the word says, by his stripes we were healed. These are simple scriptures, but yet they are profound. Psalm 103, verse 2, 3 and 4. Psalm 103, verse 2, 3 and 4. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Bless the Lord, my soul, bless the Lord. My soul, bless the Lord. Keep blessing the Lord. My soul, keep talking about the greatness of God and reminding yourself each moment that you are privileged. My soul, bless the Lord. And remember, he forgives all of your iniquities, not some. And remember, he heals all your diseases. Don't forget, he redeemed your life from destruction. Remember, he crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. My soul, you've got something to be grateful for. Don't let go your trust in God. Psalm 147 verse 3. He heals the brokenhearted and he binds their wounds. Man, these are powerful, powerful, powerful promises that God has given us. Do I need a miracle? Yes, you may need one. Is miracle important to our faith? Oh, yes. It helps you know that you are serving a living God and not a dead one. What about if I just serve him without miracles? Well, the God you serve is a miraculous God. So you should experience miracle consistently. Just like the God you serve is forgiving. You should experience forgiveness consistently. Miracles is something that God does. So let's not reduce God only for a relationship. He does miracles because that is the only way he will validate our faith. If you trust God, he will do beyond. Now, let me say this about healing and about miracles. Many times when we talk about miracles, we are looking at, well, maybe the person is sick. Let's pray for the sick. But it can go beyond sickness. Miracles. A phenomena that cannot be explained easily by the natural mind. An intervention. Acts of kindness by God. Something that can change your life within seconds. And something that says, I'm going to believe God no matter what. If you and I will believe God, 
and accept and put ourselves in the way of miracles, we shall experience it just like that. Tonight, you may experience your miracle tonight, and you should. And if we are to ask God's interest, his interest is that everyone will experience miracle, not some, because he did it all for all. You can experience your miracle. You can experience a miracle. In the 90s, I remember I used to go to the 700 Club to preach. And whilst in Virginia Beach preaching, there was a lady that came to the place who did not believe in any of this stuff. Her mother came to this meeting. This lady even brought the mother as a gift or a present to the mother, but yet she was in a wheelchair. She came to the meeting, heard, saw, experienced something that changed her life. When it was time for me to pray for the sick, the Lord started giving me a word of knowledge and I started calling people out. I said, I mean, some of them, God gave me specific names. Some just told what the conditions were. And I called the people to come to the front and a mother, a very distinguished Methodist woman from Alabama. I mean, the hair was in order. Everything was just perfect. Just, just, just perfect. Well polished, you know, beautiful looking, oh, precious, distinguished woman. Just she came and I look at this African preacher standing there. I didn't know. Just, 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 just go your way, praying, praying for the sake. And this lady pushed her mother. Mama, go, mama, go. She was in a wheelchair. Pushed her mom to come. So the mother came to the front. And as I was walking past, the power of God touched the mother and she went down. She was so angry. She felt that I pushed her mother down. And she was so mad. But up through the meeting, so many things happened. Miracles were starting happening. She saw people coming out of the wheelchairs. All kinds of miracles were happening with her hands laid on them. Eventually, she got convinced that this might be God. So when I finished the meeting and I was walking to my elevator to get to my room, she hurriedly pushed herself in a wheelchair and trying to get my attention. There were quite a few people and the security was trying to keep me out of the crowd. And somehow she got close as I was getting to the elevator and she held my African clothing. I was at this robe. She held me and touched me. And whilst she touched me, that's all that she needed. The power of God hit her. She's been in a wheelchair for so many years. Suffered atrophy. Wheelchair. But you know, when the power of God hit her, she came out of that wheelchair. Eventually, she and her husband, they re- I mean, the husband resigned his job and they moved from Alabama to North Carolina to travel with me. In fact, I brought them once here and the husband was actually managing our book table. Today, they are in ministry. She's in ministry. The husband is also in ministry. When you trust God, he does things that cannot 
be understood. In one of these meetings, I was praying on a television and I was talking about miracles. And there's a woman who has had surgery. They have removed her womb. Whatever female problem she had meant her womb had to be removed. She had no womb, but she was believing God for children. And I was speaking directly. I said, there's a woman who's about to get a miracle from God. And she opened her heart and she grabbed the word. I can't make the sense of it. Because the fact is, God doesn't make sense. God doesn't make sense. Because if God makes sense, you and I will control him. He does what your mind cannot understand. That is why he does miracles, signs, and wonders. The woman listened carefully. I spoke a word. And guess what? A woman without womb got pregnant. Eventually had a baby with no womb. When you hear these things, this is what you say. Nah. I mean, how does it make sense? And that's what miracle is. Miracle want to force you to know that your limited mind cannot reduce the almighty God's power. That is why he's almighty, all-knowing, able to do all things. Remember, God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you can ask or even think according to his power power of the word hmm? according to his power power of the spirit that works in you the question is do you have what it takes to accept a phenomena that you can't explain. And are you willing to walk out and believe God and say, I know he has done it. I'm just waiting for the manifestation. Now, quickly, is anyone here, you are having challenges with congestive heart failure? Anybody have problem with congestive heart failure? Come quickly, 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 quickly. They have a heart condition, come quickly. Come quickly. Now, I'm going to say something to you. I would like you to go back to your doctor after today. Come quickly. I'm talking about what God can do. I'm talking, come close. I'll be coming downstairs. Come close. Congestive, something with congestive. You've been having fluid around uh, uh, um, your, your heart. Fluids, fluids, fluid buildup. Fluid buildup. Secondly, is anyone here that you have problem with pneumonia? You quickly, constantly get, you struggle with pneumonia. Come quickly. Come quickly. I'm getting ready. Come quickly. We're talking about miracles. We are talking about miracles. When is the last time you went to the doctor? About a month ago. When is the nurse appointment? About a month? Good. What will you do if I tell you that you've been healed right now? 
You do what? You receive it? In the name of Jesus, you are already healed. Come on, give the Lord praise. Let's give the Lord praise. Everybody here, join me, give the Lord praise. Join me, let's give the Lord praise. Miracles are about to happen right now. Great miracles are about to happen. Give the Lord praise.